How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Join us on this fine sporting program. Program! My hype man, Will Darkens, with me as always. Yeah! Yeah, yeah! It's a uh, beautiful Saturday! Doing a fine job there, young man. I appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> There's some sort of explosion there. Kind of animal noise. Well, it's over. It's over. The NBA is over. The NHL is over. We're officially into baseball season. Sure would be nice if Portland had a team. The Mariners are cruising, huh? You've been following that a little bit there, Darkins? Oh, no. You said you, uh, the other day you were. No. They had a two-game series against the Astros. I think I followed it You checked in on the score. Admit it. On my app accidentally before I went to bed. You still read it. I read it. You still that happens to me all the time. Oh, come on. No, on my phone, I swear to you, like I'll I'll go into an app inadvertently and then I'll get sucked into something. You know what I mean? No. Does that ever happen to you? No, you're gonna have to explain more. Well, like uh for instance, I was um I was checking the uh I was checking on the Washington Post. I like to look through their comics in the morning. Get myself a little bit of a laugh. What, Dick? Check on the Ziggy and the Family Circus. I don't do see Ziggy what and Family Circus. I like uh, Perils Before Swine. It's good. I've not looked at a comic in probably ten years. Well, I saw one of those stories that they were talking about how that. Uh, wait, wait, wait! You got interrupted by a story in the Washington Post when you were looking at the comics. I yeah, well, I was sure trying that... to get to the comic session, yeah. and then they had that uh, a story, a little sub story about what the, they were talking about on prime time about that guy's house in Canada that had the toilet in the living room with the shower. Don't know anything about this. Okay, so this guy put up his house for sale in Canada and there's a just a toilet just like in, in the, the open room. room? Yeah, yeah, it's it looks like a very regular living room. There's hardwood floors, but there's just a toilet there with a shower. Okay. There's okay. a fireplace? Sure. Okay. It's for pooping. I would guess. That's why you put the hardwood floors the down, right? shower is for pooping? Well, no, the toilet's for pooping. Like, I don't think you'd just pee in it because the hardwoods allow it so the smell doesn't attach to a carpet. 
anyway, so moving on from this, so you got caught up in that story. Yeah. But but that's not the same as having a genuine interest in the in the baseball game. No, because I didn't. Oh, I talked to you. I talked to you the day after the Mariners. Beat I literally up the came Astros. up to you and I go, "Looks like the Mariners won." And then I told you the score, seven to one. And then mm-hmm. you go, "Yeah, blah 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 blah." They pitched this. They hit this. And I go, uh, "Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I know the you, score though." All I'm saying is you could have skipped over it, but you you retained the score. That is this is you becoming a baseball fan very slowly. I don't know about that. Well, I'm telling you, we got three months of nothing but so. I mean, we got mini camps starting, but I don't know that that's gonna that's gonna take I'm care not of everything. Friggin' talk about mini camp. I don't know what the hell we're gonna talk this about. This is what I'm saying. Wait, you want to just turn into a baseball show? No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's nice that you have, and I'm holding up my fingers very close together here for our radio listening audience. You have this much interest in baseball, super close, which will help prepare it, p- propel us to football season in August. You want to speculate on Shohei Otani's injury? Oh, man, does he have to get Tommy John? Wouldn't that be the better case, though? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he loses. You don't a want year. the rotator. He loses a year. See, look at you caring about baseball. Yeah, the rotator cuff is the worst injury for yeah. a pitcher, for that's sure. That's the one but you don't want, but he can hit. That's true. And you wonder if uh, if the right decision is to have him uh, do both or if he's, he's more valuable as a hitter. It's all very, very interesting. This conversation will go on for the next three months. Oh, God. <laughs> Three months? No, don't worry about that. We can also mix in speculation about where LeBron's going to go. Oh, God, we can do that already. He can resign with the Cavs before uh, June 29th. Well, I heard some rumor online about him going to Orlando. Well, that's if he doesn't go to the Warriors. <laughs> there was also, I had to tell you this, there was a uh, Twitter timeline of somebody who did a put together a theory and we also want to hear your theories about where he'll want to go. Five five three zero five is the text line, but uh, there's also Twitter. There's also Twitter. You can tweet us at uh, Center Saint ten eighty. But or, I also or, saw something or at ten eighty the fan. At 10, well, screw that one. But <laughs> I saw on the timeline that there was somebody who put together a theory that Kyrie Irving left the Cavaliers under LeBron James' idea. Oh, is this, he was instructed to yeah. so he could go that, meet him in Boston? Yes, so that they, they looked ahead into the future like three years and they go, we don't have enough talent to do this. I'm going to go over to Boston and force a trade, and then once your deal's done next year, you come on over here and we'll make some moves. Little and I thought brother. to myself, that's kind of interesting. Let's do a little brother. Eh. Yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid. There's no way. Imagine how much more interesting this series would have been had Kyrie Irving been there. Now, he wouldn't have been because we know that he would have knee, had to have knee surgery either way, but going into it. But wasn't that last year, too? What? I mean, he was uh, he was playing last year, wasn't he? I, I don't think the Warriors were firing on all cylinders like they were last year. There's some rumors about that. Listen, we'll get into it. Before we get into all of the NBA Finals drama and everything that's going to move on, we owe our audience our our fine fine audience they're people that tune in just for this program is is all their sporting news and we we try to fulfill our promise every week and catch them up on everything they missed in the week in sports in a segment we call in case you missed it Thank you, thank you, thank you. In case you missed it this week. Calm down, calm down. In case you missed it this week, Fox News used a photo of the Philadelphia Eagles kneeling to pray to defend Donald Trump's decision to disinvite them to the White House. 
proving once again the only thing the right hates more than disrespecting the flag is praying to God. Don't bring that political stuff in here. <laughs> it is a big story. You just lost story. our evangelical audience, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, that's a big story, though, this week, is uh, the, the controversy over who is and who is not invited to the White House. Uh, before the champion was even announced, uh, they decided that they were not going to invite the NBA champions. And here's the here's the propaganda that I hope comes out of this is Donald Trump. He decided not to invite the NBA champions. But when a Russian wins the Conn Smythe Trophy, he has no problem inviting the Stanley Cup champions. No? Do you think we can get that going? I no? I don't know if there's enough interest in that one. He doesn't like the African-Americans, but he loves the Russians. Did you hear he was trying to uh, appeal Muhammad Ali's prison sentence or um, kind of toss it out? Did you hear that? Oh, did he was going to pardon Muhammad Ali, and then Muhammad Ali's family's lawyer made a statement that said, yeah, that's great, but the Supreme Court already pardoned him in 1971, <laughs> so you can't pardon something that's already been pardoned. Yeah, he's he's fairly clueless. The best part is I, I want him. I want it to look like he is opening the Washington, welcoming the Washington Capitals with open arms. Yes, but uh, here's his actual statement. Uh, this is uh, Donald Trump quote from Twitter. He goes, uh, "Yeah, we'd love to have the Washington Capitals come here," and then he says. If they don't want to be here, though, I don't want them. So he's officially inviting them and disinviting them in the same quote. Yeah. I think our president is my junior high girlfriend. Is that possible? Not bad. No? I mean, we really want them here, but, I mean, if they don't want to be here, we don't want them. Good for you. Uh, in case you missed it this week, the Washington Capitals won their first Stanley Cup, defeating the Las Vegas Golden Knights in five games. But don't worry. Golden Knights fans, they will be back. Just ask our friend Dan Marino. Now, we forgot to get the sound for that. That was you. I know I had. I just didn't give it to you. It's in now the system. Now you're just friggin' throwing stuff out that but nobody still, knows about. Well, I know, but do you want? Do you know where I'm I mean? Where? I can find it. Uh, it's in there. Hopefully, that's ah, in there. PG seven three eight eight seven. We don't need it for the joke. I think everybody gets it. Hi, I'm Dan Marino from the Miami <laughs> Dolph. Did not flub at all. There was no f***ing flub. I don't want to see shit. I just f***ing send it in. Uh, Dan he Marino. sounds like a gangster. Yeah. Marino? Oh, I yeah. didn't. I, I wasn't aware that Marino sounded so much like an Italian mob boss. I mean, take a listen to that one more time. Hi, I'm Dan Marino from the Miami Dolph. Did not flub at all. There was no f***ing flub. I don't want to see shit. I just f***ing send it in. Yeah, I mean, God, that guy, throw that guy in Godfather. Oh, uh, uh, Dan Marino's great. I mean, the fact that he was unbearable to work with and they kicked him off of CBS when he's that charming, yes. that good looking in those ice and toner gloves. Hey, ho. I would imagine Dan Marino is very intimidating that you don't like, you work with him in the capacity that, like, I'll chat with you, you know, in the three minutes we have between commercial breaks. But if I'm going to find you in the hall, man, I'm. No. There's another hallway I can walk down. Dan Marino strikes me as a guy that always has better things to do than talk to you. Yes, of course. Always. This week, in case you missed it, Julian Edelman could be facing a four-game suspension for PEDs. Ah! Also following right on the heels of that story, uh, another shocking report. Someone spotted a bear pooping in the woods. <laughs> Any surprise whatsoever when an NFL player gets popped? No, and uh, the fact he went out on Instagram and was like, 
I'm sorry. Oh, it I'm was so a mistake. sorry. I don't know what happened. It was a mistake. Yeah. Oops. I get paid yeah. millions of dollars to have advisors who tell me what's good to put in my body and not. But this this time, it's the classic. I'm sorry. I got caught. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm so sorry that I got caught. To, to disappoint all my fans, and I can't believe I got caught. I mean, seriously. Fans? I've been doing this for years. Uh, in case you missed it this week, Ricky Fowler proposed to his girlfriend, Allison Stokey, posted a photo on Instagram that said, today is National Best Friends Day, so I wanted to lock mine down. I won! And then I threw up. <laughs> if you missed it, and in case you're wondering, she did say yes, and I can still taste the puke in my mouth. Uh, also this week, Brian Colangelo and the 76ers decided to part ways. Decided to part ways. Yes. Uh, the only people that were shocked by that were five seemingly anonymous Twitter accounts. Oh, pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Speaking of, uh, burner accounts, uh, online sports book, uh, bookmaker.eu has officially set odds for NBA players getting caught with burner accounts in the future. Oh, the Portland Trailblazers own Damian Lillard made the list with 80 to one odds. Dame, if you're listening, I have an idea that can make us both a lot of money. I think he already has a lot of money. I don't think he's going to. Think we can get Dame. Was that the punchline? Well, yeah, I mean, Uh, no, get that one. Why not? I went over my head. There's two parts to it. First, uh, Damian Lillard listening to the show. It's part of the job. Oh, that. All right. Uh, the second part is that Damian Lillard needs 80 to 1 odds to make a lot of money and that he would want to work with me. Uh, no? Uh, All right. It's rough. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's, That's rough. A, it's rough over there. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, listen, not everything works. All right. You're, you're my uh, only audience I don't member. Know. Just, and if, know, it, if it doesn't hit with you, it doesn't I, hit. Well, that's hard. You gotta well, bring your A game. I ran it past the focus group, and everybody really and liked really, it. It's not about hitting like, it, it, it's not about that. I have such suave taste. It's about you gotta really make it obvious. No, I know. It needs to the really, air conditioner is running up in my head. I need to dumb things down quite a uh, bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and finally, uh, in case you missed it, last night the Golden State Warriors completed the sweep of the Cleveland Cavaliers to win their second straight title in their third in four years. Equally surprising, last night, someone spotted a bear pooping in the woods. Hey, we start with the Cavs. Is that a lot, a lot dumber for you? Uh, we start with there. We start with the uh, with the Cavs-Warriors NBA Finals. What went wrong for the Cavs? That's next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. All right, we kind of started out the show with a little bit of... Uh, Depressing news. If you didn't notice, uh, NHL, NBA, over. No no NFL until uh, August. All Mariners from here. All Mariners the rest of the way. Oh, and don't forget uh, speculation if we're going to get a baseball team, which won't happen really even realistically for another two, three, four years. Uh, The best we can hope for is, I'm guessing, somewhere around a year and a half. Uh, to find out whether or not we may get one. May get one. May get one. That's kind of where we're at. So now it's seeming from a lot of interviews that uh, the A's coming here is kind of a, like, that's a pot. That's a, that's a pipe dream. Yeah. I mean, I think that one's probably the longest shot and then expansion is going to take even longer. Uh, The, the rays coming here might be more likely, but it's, 
it's hard to say, and it's all speculation, very much like what we're going to do next segment with LeBron James. But, hey, that's where we live in sports. I mean, that's it's half the fun having arguments that there is no correct answer to. Who's the greatest of all time? Who? Uh, I believe they call those open-ended questions. Are they open-ended questions or are they open-ended debates? Because it's an ongoing. It will never, you know, I seen a headline this morning. The only player that should ever be compared to Michael Jordan is Kobe Bryant. Like, now people are upset if you compare the wrong people. I was actually kind of upset because after <laughs> the finals, I got to read you this one. Okay. Because after the finals, um, they basically got right to comparing Kevin Durant to some of the best players of all time. And so ESPN put out this infographic that had KD on it with Michael Jordan behind. And it had something that said only players to have four scoring titles and multiple finals MVPs. So immediately right after the finals, uh, Kevin Durant wins his second straight finals MVP and they go, all right, let's start comparing him to Michael Jordan. Never in hell ever, (laughs) never, never. But again, here's where we end up in sports. Here's where we end up because it was such a terrible game that this is where we had to go. Well, not a terrible game, a terrible series. I mean, let's be honest. After game one, game the, the rest of the series was very lackluster. And apparently, we're finding out that LeBron James punched a whiteboard after game one. He was so mad That's and awesome. may have broken his hand. Definitely has some sort of hand injury, self-reported hand injury, by the way, that he's been hiding from the media. And anytime he's been in public, he's taken off the wrap, but he's been wearing it in private since game one. He didn't even practice. Yeah, he, he just stayed. Well, That's no, he did. He did practice. He just didn't, from what I read, he didn't wear the guard in practice. Oh, well, the, I, I had read that, like, he would do, you know, kind of pregame stuff. Yeah, but the, when it came to individual base, team practices, yeah, he was just like, nope, can't do it. And I, I I can see it both ways because you're getting a lot of flack on Twitter from other people. And, you know, I, I want to hear from some of our listeners, too, 55305 about this because I think it, you can take this both ways, right? LeBron's making an excuse for why he lost. Sure, That's one very cynical way you can look at it. The other kind of side of the sword is that he kept this under wraps because he didn't want it to be an excuse. He didn't want it to be an excuse. He didn't want yeah. it to be something lingering throughout the series. Well, but where, he also said he didn't want to give the Warriors a competitive advantage, which think, is also very true. Thinking yeah. that that if they knew, I mean, this is you know a tactic that goes back in sports forever, where you don't want you know hockey does this better than anybody, where they go upper body injury, lower body injury, and that's that's they've commissioned or they've uh, they've talked to the league to make sure that that's all they have to report so you don't know where specifically on a body somebody is hurt, that they can take advantage of it. The NFL, you hear stories about this, especially in the trenches, where if you know somebody's got a bad arm or bad yeah, ankle, go you go after it. it. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's LeBron's kind of gamesmanship. But you also saw LeBron James come out with a 51-point game one, and he never looked quite that aggressive, but, it, but also that, I don't know if composed is the right word, but... There's something a little off. Dude, he put everything into that first game. Sure. Everything. Yeah, but he put all of himself into it, which right after the first game, I remember having a conversation with you and I go, I think this is going to be a sweep. And he said, eh, let's take let's I, let's take a look at game three, because obviously game two, we can kind of just assume they'll have a letdown and lose. Let's take a look at game three. I felt like after that, that just took the wind out of anybody's sails. Well, but they had a shot in game three. I they mean, a bit of a I shot. mean, don't paint it like they were getting housed in game three. No. They had a shot, and KD did the exact same thing he did last year in game three, three from pointer. the exact same spot, damn near. Yeah. And, you know, just and drain that. And Steph Curry made his first three pointer of the game when they needed it most. And, you know, it was it was one of those things, though, where 
I mean, if you watch, if you go back and rewatch games two, three, and four, knowing that he had an injured hand, I wonder how much you would notice it. Because it seemed like something was off because he didn't shoot nearly as well from distance. And he didn't shoot as much. And he didn't shoot as much. Yeah. That's the thing. It's it's not even so much the the worst shooting percentage, but it's not shooting as much. He just, he didn't have the same confidence. And if, if your right hand is broken, you're not going to have the same confidence in your shot. I kind of took that as him involving other people because I, to me, I thought he got to game three and he goes, look, this obviously isn't working. Me scoring 60 to 70% of the team's points. Maybe I should get other people involved and just go all out. Let's try I, I, it. Let's I understand, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, that's not the reason they lost game one is because he, he wasn't enough. It's, they were in a critical situation. The guys made mistakes. I think, if anything, if you were going to correct one thing, at the end of the game, you wouldn't make that pass to George Hill. You have four, four and a half seconds left, 4.7 or whatever. Mm. When he threw the pass, George Hill gets fouled on the entry and gets those free throws. I think he takes that shot instead. I just, I, I don't think you trust your guys as much in the final moments, but that's been a criticism of LeBron his entire career, is if you have that moment at the final seconds of a game, you need to take it on yourself. But he's always made the right pass, and he's always made the right play. And if George Hill makes those free throws, I don't think anybody questions it. Well, I think at a certain point, you got to put the the game in somebody else's hands to kind of build confidence. I get it. You're the one of the greatest players of all time, but I got why he passed to George Hill, and I get why he still tries to get teammates involved. Otherwise, you're going to turn into Kobe Bryant, which that's what Kobe Bryant was for the better half of the 2000s, not early. Well, yeah. really, the middle of the 2000s, which was, look, everybody sucks. I'm obviously... 800 levels better than everybody else. I'm just going to take care of this and score 81, 82, 83 points in a game. Well, he's not entirely wrong. <laughs> I well, mean, there was I mean, a stretch there when uh, they lost Shaq. Where well, yeah, uh, but it came have... down to the point where he finally went, okay, I need help. Let's go get Pal Gasol. Let's, yeah. you but, know. But he, but he also had that mentality when he was playing with a Hall of Famer and Shaq and ran him out of town. Yes. So I, I, I understand your point. Let's also look at the other side of this in the Warriors because there was a really good piece put out by ESPN this morning that talked about how the Warriors really looked at their season after 2016. So after they lost the NBA Finals against LeBron the second time, yep, uh, they the looked first at, time that they lost, the second time they played, yes, yeah. um, and they looked at their team and they just said, okay, we have the problem that every team has, and every team except for them at this point now has this problem, which is. There are about two, if you're lucky, guys on the court who are really, really good at scoring points when you need to, that are on command, that you can call. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. Yeah. They're good at it. Would you agree? Quite good. Great. So. <laughs> great. Great. Okay. Uh, thank you. Let's move on to my next point. So I've Warriors, established that. As so fact. the Warriors had that, right? But then at two, uh, in 2016, you saw that they were challenged by LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. Yep. where they got a little bit close to beating that theory where if LeBron James kind of petered off, he still had Kyrie Irving to clean up the mess. And then Ke uh, Kevin Love played as kind of a buffer in between. Kevin so, Love played great in this series, Oh, he by was the way. great. Yeah, great. Yeah. He really built his resume up. But I think what the Warriors have done now is just say, hey, look, we're going to add Kevin Durant. So if the most likely thing happens, which is Clay and Steph go nine for 27, Ah, don't worry about it. Just have KD clean up the mess. See, but I'm not buying that. If KD, no, in, no, no. If KD in the sweep game doesn't yeah. play as great, eh, go score 37, Steph. Listen, eh. and that's that's all well and good. Here's the problem with KD joining that team. 
is there's no team in the NBA that wouldn't have taken Kevin Durant on as a, in free agency. There's nobody that said we don't want him. He was, he, I mean, he's a top two, three player in the NBA it at the time. It just sullies it, though. I, well, I understand that. But what I'm saying is no matter who he went to, it's, it's very much like LeBron James free agency this year. Wherever he went, the team would be astronomically better and would be in contention, if not for a title, at least the Western Conference title. It's That's how good he was. No matter who he pairs up with, automatically has a better chance to win. I mean, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder were not that great of a team, and you can see what happened when he left. They didn't get any better being led by... Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook had one of the all-time seasons with all those triple doubles, but they, what were they a 6 seed last year? I mean, they're just it's anybody would have taken Kevin Durant. The fact that Kevin Durant went to a team that won 73 games yes. is just annoying. It's annoying because And now we're living in that where cuz when it happened you just kind of, "Oh, that sucks." And now you're seeing why that sucks. And yes. it's just it's well, yeah. and I was having a conversation with Dusty about this uh, earlier in the week when we were kind of passing in the halls, and I said, um, well, I, I was kind of crapping on the Warriors because I was tired of watching the games because I knew the result. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, what difference is it than uh, what happened with Boston in the 2000s when they got Kevin Durant and everybody together? Kevin Garnett. Or, I'm sorry, Kevin Garnett and uh Get Ray your Kevin straight, Darkens. What a Kevin's. Uh, Miami, and then even the Bulls when they brought Rodman in in the 90s. And I go, yeah, but Rodman wasn't. He wasn't the transcendent no, player. No. He was just kind of a glue guy yeah. you threw in there. But my whole difference was with Miami when LeBron went to that team, it was making something out of thin air that wasn't there yet. They already had a championship, though, in Miami, and yeah, Dwayne Wade was, was pretty of, well established as a superstar. Yeah, but they were losing in the first round, and I, all of those guys individually, except for LeBron, Wade and Bosch were losing in the first round of series and they knew they all had to get together. Same thing with Boston. Paul Pierce was taking them a little bit into the playoffs, sure. but they weren't, it was a huge stark difference from the first year to the next. What the point you're making, I totally agree with, which is you already had the greatest regular season of all time. And then you just cheated and added seven foot, Michael Jordan. Yeah, but but again, the Warriors would be idiotic to say thanks, but no thanks. I put it more on Kevin Durant. No matter where he went, he would be able to improve the team and likely get them to a championship level. He chose to go to the Warriors. I would have liked him more if he went other to like 20, the Wizards. Of course you would have liked him more if he went to any other team. Because it, what was the reason to go there? is we know we're going to win instead of going, hey, this is a, like even even LeBron James teaming up with Dwayne Wade, at least he was going to play with a buddy of his. He goes, hey, I really like this guy. I never went to college. I'm going to go party in Miami for a few years. Chris Bosh, let's go. Let's team up and make this a championship team. The Miami Heat did not have the NBA record for, for most wins in a season and played in back-to-back -back championships. And your team didn't lose to him 3-1 with a 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals. That's how good Kevin Durant is. You know why I wanted Kevin Durant to go to the Wizards? Because it would have set up some parody in the NBA. Because well, had... he would have reunited with Scotty Brown. <laughs> well done. Where will, where Scotty would, Brown, great coach, by the way. Where would you go if you were LeBron James? 55305. Oh. We'll do that next. First, we'll do the news.
55305 is the fan text line. Uh, we asked you before the break who, where, when, how, if. If you were LeBron James, where would you go? Who would you play with? What uniform would you wear? Who would how you, who how would you could that with? team make it? Who would you sleep with? Because that's a big narrative. Uh, I think he's married. Uh, okay. I'm sure he's faithful. Okay. Hey, wait, yeah. When yeah. you're done telling me facts, I'd like you to live in reality. Would you Would you be more surprised if there was a infidelity scandal or a PED accusation for LeBron? Neither. Neither would surprise Which me. would surprise you more? I don't know. Uh, I guess PED. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised by the infidelity <laughs> thing. I don't mean to crap I'd on the guy's marriage. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, you know, you're LeBron James. You're traveling constantly. Yeah. Um, let's see here. If LeBron were to come to Portland, he would be able to play the KD role with our already existing good team with fantastic plan B. Okay. I don't know about that. I don't know either. Uh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. He's going to the Lakers or the 76ers. Do you believe that? Um, hmm. I don't know at this point. I think it's kind of hard. Well, also, apparently LeBron can get his own Facebook show if he goes to Lithuania to play and acts like a uh, idiot. I think that's a LeVar, LeVar Ball reference. Yeah, that is. Uh, I think that's brilliant. It's from our text text line. Or you could say uh, trade CJ for Kawhi Leonard and bring Paul George and LeBron, says Sam the Mailman. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Hey, you asked them. No, I did. I like it. Um, I think LeBron will opt into a second year of his contract and get and get the roster and bring in one or two more stars uh, and give it one last go. Golden State, Cleveland. Uh, I don't think you can do that. There's there's a bunch of financial... and he avoids joining the super team narrative. That's also in the same. The time. only thing that you could do in terms of getting a, another superstar there is really, in reality, Chris Paul because Chris Paul is the only one that you what about could... Paul George. Paul George is too hot at this point market-wise that you couldn't pay him lower than max. You'd, you'd have to you'd have to pay Paul George. The, uh, Chris Paul's the only one right at this point who I could see looking at the situation going, okay, I'll take less than max. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go below. And then you'd also have to have re- LeBron James restructure his contract to say, all right, I'll take less money because you can't just have Chris Paul and LeBron James on the same team and keep that same roster you have. It's trash. It's absolute garbage. You have to add a third piece. So you keep LeBron, you keep Kevin Love. You could keep Kevin Love. I, I mean, you just have to add more to it. There, there needs to be more. I mean, Kevin Love is a good piece, but then after that, there's such a dramatic drop-off of talent that who's your next best player after Kevin Love? Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Is Kyle Korver? Korver disappeared. I, I Yeah. If you're Dan Gilbert, though, wouldn't – like when you pay whatever it takes in luxury tax and just and and pay all the penalties to keep LeBron. I mean, yeah. th- they talk about the this Warriors team being a billion dollar team by the time it's all said and done. By the time the superstars leave and Kevin Durant decides he's going to go and play somewhere else, they could end up spending a billion dollars in luxury tax and and contracts and all of this to to this core group of guys. I mean, if you're Dan Gilbert, it's like why not just pay out the nose to keep well, LeBron, if you're Dan Gilbert, what's your end goal? Well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, like if LeBron leaves, this team does exactly what they did the last time LeBron leaves. They go to the bottom of the the conference and the bottom of the league, and they're they're back in the lottery draft. There's not another LeBron James coming down the pike. You do everything you can to keep him. 
to me, I think Dan Gilbert's goal is to keep LeBron James until he retires. I think that they've accomplished their first goal, which was bring a title to Cleveland. And so if LeBron James leaves and he goes to the Lakers, uh, you know, the Sixers, even if he goes to Boston, I think you have a bunch of Cavs fans who go, that's fine. That's okay. You got us our title. You came back. We're okay with that. But I think for Dan Gilbert, it's more of an accomplishment. If you can keep the guy there his entire career and then he retires and then really Dan Gilbert's legacy is looked at as not as bad. Everybody yep. knows the relationship LeBron James has with Dan Gilbert is awful. It's sure. not good. Um, you know, Dan Gilbert kind of covered his ass this last time around uh, by making a few kind of sneaky moves at the trade deadline to set him up for the draft. Yeah. And so basically covering his butt. So if LeBron James does leave, then at least he can kind of save himself. Well, they have what? The eighth overall pick. Yeah. Um, they've got a roster that they can basically dump everybody and, and still, they'd still have to pay everybody. That's the whole problem is yes. the way the contract it's a money is problem. they've, it's going to be very difficult to build a team around them. But I mean, if you look at the way that the, the warriors have been able to do it, they've been able to add veterans for, for next to nothing. The Cavs have tried to do it without, you know, really being able to do it. I don't know how realistic it is that he stays in Cleveland. No, other than the fact that he's from there, it makes it really difficult. Uh, a couple other suggestions on the text line. Uh, L.A. Clippers, rich owner, L.A. market, lots of upside opportunity. Or sneaky location would be New Orleans. New Orleans is an interesting one because you also have a veteran in Rajon Rondo who you know would pretty much give the ball over at certain points. I mean, he, well, does he doesn't already. shoot. He's not a scorer at all. I mean, the guy, the guy distributes. The guy has more assists than than points often. I mean, 20 assist games in the NBA playoffs this is pretty big. But LeBron likes to have the ball in his hands, even though you've got another point guard that could do that. My thing is, though, with both of those suggestions and, and the whole idea of the Lakers and the Rockets and a lot of suggestions on the text line about um, – the Portland Trailblazers, which surprises me. Yeah, uh, I ignore that. But those. wouldn't you want to stay in the East if you're LeBron James? I mean, I mean, what's what's the the advantage other than, I, I guess, geography and and the whole idea of he wants to be in L.A. to to be in Hollywood? He could be on a plane to L.A. right now. It, I it, guess my outlook about it is, if you found the right team with the right kind of players, I don't think it really matters which coast you're on because eventually you're going to have to beat the Warriors anyway. Well, what was your other stupid theory about staying in the East? Uh, I don't know. What was it? <coughs> Remind the, me. The uh, green theory. The uh, more weed? No, no, no. The oh, Kyrie, sorry. him and Kyrie have been. Oh, plotting. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that whole Twitter theory that Kyrie and uh, LeBron were uh, got together at the trade de- or after last year, and he said, "I'm going to demand a trade. Go to Boston. You wait out a year. We'll feel it out. <laughs> hey, it's it's all good, man. Come on over." That's the waters. I think the most ridiculous theory I've heard so far, and I hate it because it's being pushed by major media outlets like ESPN and Sports Illustrated, is oh he could go to Golden State. No, he couldn't. No. Yeah. He. Re- I mean, there's a uh, there's a likelihood that he could. Like, there's a likelihood that in the next five years the world will flood entirely. I I think he's more likely to go and play in Levar Ball's new league than yes. he is to go and play for the I Florida I would State say there's higher chances there. So yeah. if this were to happen, here's how it would happen. First, you would have to expect that Kevin Durant would take lower pay, which isn't too re- uh, out of, you know, it's it, it's not too unrealistic because he's already done that. But then you'd also have to expect that LeBron James would opt in and they'd have to do a trade for Clay Thompson or Draymond Green because they couldn't afford everybody. The Warriors have worked really well because 
Kevin Durant has said, I will take a pay cut, and they've paid people the bigger amount of money who they knew were glue guys that they had to keep, like Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not going to work. And if he does join the Warriors and somehow that does happen, I will no longer watch the NBA. It will ruin the NBA. Yes, I It'll will be... no longer watch games. I won't watch Blazer games either because I won't care because I'll yep. already know the result. Yeah, that that would, would be the worst case scenario for all of this. The other one that I'm I'm kind of curious about, just because I think it would be cool if you got basketball good basketball in New York, but the other one that people are throwing out is the Knicks, and I just can't see it happening at all. No, the only intrigue there is Porzingis. Well, that that and, you know, if they can sign another free agent, but they still owe, uh, what's his name, Joe Kim Noah, like $23 million. They're paying him not to play basketball. Are they still paying Derrick Rose, too? I think they're still playing Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> Hey oh whoa baseball hey, bird oh, all right well, whoa well, there's a lot on the text line uh we'll get back into this when we get into the second hour but we need to get to good versus evil that is next you listen to the center and the saint on 1080 the fan have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week what has happened to the, what has happened what has happened to the national interest no time to form your own opinions i stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times well no worries bro <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Guys that you surround yourself with and the meaning that it has for you personally and then also just for the game and for the respect of uh, all the people that got you there. And so I suspect if Terrell wants to do this, he's probably going to, I guess he'll do it somewhere else and we'll all hear about it. That was the man that looks the part of a U.S. Bank branch manager, Steve Young. He's talking about former teammate Terrell Owens. The legendary wideout was selected for enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year, but has declined an invitation to attend the induction ceremony. Instead, T.O. says he will celebrate the moment on his own terms in another place on another day. Owens has been a hot-button candidate for the past three years because of his public image during his career. Do you support Owens' decision to be spiteful to the selection board? No, but it, I don't support it necessarily. I mean, this, I guess, is, is what you're going for. I just hope he does a celebration by doing sit-ups in his driveway. Oh, God, he has to. That's really the way that you celebrate. Yes. But I don't know. It's The, the guy's... Definitely marches to the beat of his own drum. Uh, I, I wonder if he feel like he'll be too emotional if he gets up there and gives a speech. I mean, he had a hard time just in press conferences. The guys, it's uh, my quarterback. It's my quarterback. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess it's fitting. I guess this is the best, probably the best decision for him. If he doesn't know what to do there, instead of making a spectacle, he still gets all the attention without having to go up and actually do something. Go for it. It's, you are right, though. It would be great if he did it sit-ups in the driveway. Yeah, right? Like, whatever he, whatever he does is going to be bizarre. This is at least the easy way to to, to be T.O. without having uh, a meme created, I suppose. Uh, well, I just actually just found out about it when I was walking up to the podium. I ain't really digested enough, but um, it's typical of him. I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm just, you know, typical of him, and um, I don't know. I mean... I mean, I know no matter who wins this series, no one's, no one wants to invite anyway. So that was freak of nature and full-grown man LeBron James. He's commenting on President Trump's decision to disinvite the Philadelphia Eagles from visiting the White House. 
because most of the black players refused to go. Instead of honoring the Super Bowl winners, Trump held the whitest concert on earth, full of white people singing white songs about a white country. Now, the president says that neither NBA title-winning team, at this point, the Golden State Warriors, will be invited to celebrate their win at the White House. Does Trump's invite refusal sit badly on the league as a whole? On the what? On the league as a whole. So not just the Cavaliers and the Warriors, but does it now look like the NBA doesn't support the troops? The troops? No, what? I don't think this has anything to do with the NBA supporting the troops. I mean, this is But them Colin support- Kaepernick... You see where I'm going with this? I do. Colin Kaepernick was equated to the entire NFL. This could be equated to the entire NBA. No, 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 no. This is very much a back and forth between the NBA, which has, I think, the easiest path for their players to be vocal about whatever it is. I mean, the the face of the NBA is its players more than any other league. And they can get out in front of it. And, you know, when we talked about this with the free agency thing, the players choose where they go now. The players in the NBA have far more power. And if they want to get up and speak their political views, and not just their players, even Steve Kerr, not afraid to come out and say what he feels about the president. Um, I think it shows what what scares the president about people having an opinion that, that goes against his. It's very childish to me, the the whole idea of disinviting people is something that's supposed to be, you know, a fun opportunity for the players. It's kind of, it, to me, it's it's far less about the troops and the flag and any of that. The the ceremony at the beginning of game four last night was a, a veteran singing. You had veterans holding the flag. It They, they do a fine job, job honoring the country, and I don't think it's disrespectful to the military or the flag not wanting to go to the White House where it's been this back and forth on Twitter with the United States president. Um, side note, is it difficult for you to take Steve Kerr's social and political opinions seriously when he allows Draymond Green to eye gouge people on the floor? Uh, Does he seem a bit no. self no, that is, I don't satisfying? That. No. No. Draymond be Draymond. <laughs> go nuts. And then we've seen, Kirk, the we've seen the Coles and the Charlie Mortons and the Carrascos and the Klubers in some cases multiple times. The Michael Fulmers and you know if you the Blake Snells. We've seen all these guys and it's yeah we somehow we've towed up and we've done our thing. That was Mariners general manager and man most likely to be named Skyler in another life, Jerry Depoto. Now try to keep a straight face when I utter this next sentence. The Mariners are good. <laughs> they hold a one game lead over the Astros in the ALS and do so despite no Robinson Cano and also Nelson Cruz, D Gordon, Mike Zanino, Ben Gamble, Ryan Healy, and Nick Vincent all spending time on the DL and the Astros run differential being a hundred runs better than theirs. 102, the M- 102 runs 102, better Two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are the M's for real? They're amazing. They they have 40 wins right now. They're 40 and 23. 20 of those wins are by one run. They've had two season sweeps in the last month. Series or sweeps. series, sorry, series, series sweeps. sweeps. Yeah, they have. They they swept the Rays and they swept the Twins. Uh, they're on their way to sweep the Rays again. They're lucky they get to play them this month. We'll tell you if the the Mariners are for real. Uh, they've already played the Astros and split a series down in Houston. Uh, but they've got the Red Sox, the Yankees. On the docket, June is going to be kind of the the put up or shut up 
for the Mariners. Uh, but they're good. Uh, are they better than the Astros? Are they better than the Yankees and the Red Sox? Are they the only two teams in the AL with a better record than they are? We'll find out. But if they come out of June with the same fire they came out of May with, uh, yeah, it could be great. I don't know, man. I I mean, isn't it with baseball you got to wait till August? Well, yeah, but but at this point, it's all you can do is beat the teams that you're playing against. And sweeping the Twins and the Rays doesn't necessarily go, oh, watch out for these guys. But you're supposed to beat the teams you're better than. It means now, they're doing their job, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And now you have a chance to, to play against uh, the big boys. We'll see what they do. All right, time for my favorite story this week, and it comes from where else but Florida. A jury awarded a couple $6.7 million after they got sick from eating seafood at a Tampa restaurant. The verdict came in May, years after the husband's illness led to a rare disorder that causes paralysis and nerve damage. Yikes! Angel Martinez and his wife had eaten 10 times earlier at uh, Lobster Haven. Uh, their usual order was two three-pound lobsters and a dozen Blue Point oysters. <laughs> a few hours after the meal, the couple experienced vomiting and diarrhea, according to court records. Doctors transferred uh, Mr. Gonzalez to Tampa General Hospital, where he spent seven days in intensive care unit, according to court records. He was also paralyzed from the waist down for several months and had to learn to walk again. Wow. Uh, Martinez's foodborne illness developed into, and pardon the butchering of this uh, condition, Gullion Barr syndrome, I think. Guillain-Barre. There it is. Yeah. Rare disorder that causes the immune system to attack one's own body. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm familiar with Guillain-Barre because my aunt had it. It's terrifying. Starts oh, with the God. tingling. Now you're going to make this bad. Well, no, I'm not. It starts with the tingling sensation in the toes, and then it just works its way up your body in paralysis. And my aunt had it uh, go almost full body. So it's 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 a scary thing. But the weird thing about something like this is they don't necessarily know what the source is. There, this was a few years ago. Uh, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe I'm guessing that this happened with my aunt. But there was a lot of cases in one little area. So I don't know that it's foodborne, but freaky stuff how much see wait it wait it just poop on that what you made it depressing it's not depressing that the guy ate too much seafood and was paralyzed is that supposed to be a fun story i love it in the article they say his usual three pound lobster and uh a dozen blue point oyster i don't know why you think that's so much food that's, that's a lot of seafood i mean i suppose it that's is a lot of seafood that, all at one time so here's my question is your thing that's what he gets for eating so much seafood yeah yeah screw him oh i'm jeez <laughs> he won his court case i think you have made this insanely bizarre guillaume is not something to fret with but yeah well this is the same thing as um as uh as Suk's brother getting um gout is it in 2010 yeah he got gout okay how the hell do you get gout do you know gout is done if you eat just way too much meat and no vegetables really okay. that's that's the dietary so you cause just, yeah and i don't think booze helps jesus gout gout should be eradicated along with scurvy like how do you get gout okay you're mad at people for getting sick? And this person What is wrong with you? Yon Beret after eating a three pound lobster and ten oysters. They're usual, by the way. <laughs> Your paralysis makes me laugh. If that's their usual, I want to see a big night. A three pound lobster is what? Like half of its shell? I'd eaten three pounds of just lobster meat. So I gotta crack through that bad boy. You're still standing.
I'll take a three-pound lobster. Sounds delicious. So, sorry that didn't go the way you planned. Yeah, I was hoping you'd, you'd find more joy in that. <laughs> oh, obviously, that one, that one hit home for you. It's not even that. I just don't get the, uh, eh, take that, buddy. That's what you get for enjoying seafood, you jerk. Aren't you pescatarian? Enjoying. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you encourage people to eat seafood? Enjoying and gouging, or not gouging, gorging yourself with fish. Come on. Shellfish. What are you doing tonight? Oh. Three pound lobster, ten oysters. Sorry, twelve oysters. <laughs> Did Come they on. split the dozen oysters? No, it's that, that each? was each of their orders. Uh, That's six pounds of lobster total. Not that that really matters because it's two people, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, this uh, this fine good versus evil segment ended in typical fashion. Brought to you by our friend. <laughs> in tragedy. <laughs> Yes, there you go. Brought to our friends at 808, the uh, titan of Hawaiian restaurants, Hawaiian restaurants, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. We'll be back with Twitter, burner account, odds, more NBA finals, and a little bit of college baseball. Center and Saint continues after these messages. You're listening to Center and Saint 1080 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.